0: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Oh,
2: do two hours today. Got so much stuff for you. We're going to just get going. It's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, live seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. And Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Well, it's December 31st, New Year's wrestling even. New is the theme today. I've got new glasses. Do I look smarter? I've got my brand new world-class championship wrestling t-shirt. My friend Bradley Craig from Scotland sent me for christmas and we've got a new setup if you're watching on youtube uh jim valley on youtube you can see i've made a few changes my wife got me a ring light for christmas and a camera mount so hopefully the angles get my good side if i if i have one like and subscribe on the show today the return of john cena smackdown was a huge show charlotte surprises everyone uncle howdy Lays out Bray Wyatt, jealousy, rearing its ugly head in the bloodline. Plus, get ready for a big week of live wrestling. Going to see AEW in both Seattle and Portland. Plus, who's the wrestler of the year? Who's the match of the year? What does that even mean? Think awards like that are stupid. (laughs) And I'll explain why. Plus, it is New Year's Eve. Pop the top on the champagne and get a little nostalgic. Should all the acquaintance be forgotten, all that stuff. We'll look behind, we'll look ahead and talk about the things we should be right in the wrestling world. So, put on a stupid hat, drink too much cheap booze, and find some rando to kiss at midnight. Celebrate early Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, New Year's Wrestling Eve.
3: Call Rate Genius now. 800 811
1: 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913.
3: Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20.
4: So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia.
3: I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans.
4: So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline
0: Broadcasting Network. New setup here for video at Jim
2: on YouTube for Wrestling Observer Live, ring light, mounted camera. I won't look as good as Denise or have a cool background like Andrew Zarian, who I think, if I look at his videos, I think he's broadcasting from the back of a Spencer's Gifts Is that is he in the back of a party bus? The purple lights. And everything. Looks cool. AJ Styles tweeting today that he broke his ankle the other night at the WWE live event. Says no surgery, just needs some time to recover. Says it'll be the longest he's ever been out of the ring. We wish him a very speedy and full recovery. Also sad to hear about the passing of Don West. Maybe the the greatest hype man ever. Went from home shopping, selling sports memorabilia, to being a great color commentator with Mike Taney on Teenage Wrestling. He was working in... Minor league baseball in Wenatchee, here in Washington State. Everybody loved him. Even Michael Cole mentioned him on SmackDown last night. That's that's how much people loved Tom last SmackDown last night. A very newsworthy show. That's that's to be expected. Taking advantage of the John Cena spotlight. First up, Gen Z angst. Bray Wyatt. You know. Every time Bray Wyatt comes to the ring, he goes, my name is Bray Wyatt. Like he's at a meeting or something. Expects people to go, hi Bray. I'm getting a little tired hearing about Bray's emotions. People want wrestlers who kick ass, not sound like they're earning their five-year chip. LA Knight comes out, wants a match, Bray accepts before we hear the steps. Music hits. Uncle Howdy slowly makes his way to the ring. <sighs> oh, heavens. Uncle Howdy lays out Bray Wyatt with the sister Abigail. Um, I don't know if this character, if it's Bo Dallas or Vincent or one of Bray's other friends. Um, probably Bo, but doesn't matter. Bray is doing a time-honored tradition in wrestling. Getting jobs for his friends and family. It's what big stars do. Build a coalition of people around you that you know and trust. Hogan, Triple H, Jeff Jarrett. Bray is third generation. He understands wrestling. Good on him. Later in the show, they announced that Bray and LA Knight are going to have a Mountain Dew pitch black match at the Royal Rumble. You know, not to be outdone, Impact announced they're going to have an RC Cola match. Someone on Twitter said if it was the uh, early 2000s, they'd do a Mountain Dew Major Melons match. Slice, squirt, you can write your own jokes. You know, it's cool though. Mountain Dew sponsoring a wrestling match. When I was a kid, most wrestling was brought to you by Coke. I wish, I wish I could be a fly on the wall when the suits at Mountain Dew see the match they sponsored. Wondering, who's that guy in the top hat? Is that Zack Brown or Dusty Hill? I don't know, but that That guy who talks like Steve Austin reminds me of when I watched wrestling in the 90s. I don't know what's going on, but I sure hope that chubby kid can sell us some soda. Solo Sokoa beats Sheamus, and after the match, the bloodline attacks Sheamus, put a chair around his neck. Drew McIntyre's music hits. He returns, makes the save. Ronda Rousey beats Raquel Rodriguez. I feel like there's something there with Raquel. Just not as this smiling giant. Uh, Give her time. Rousey, Ronda, I think Ronda, honestly, Ronda needs to retire. I think she's lost her passion. She lost it in MMA. And that's, a look, she's made history. She's made a lot of money. She can be happy. Go home to her farm with her husband or child. Enjoy. Enjoy life. There's nothing wrong with that. They did a cool spot. Rhonda, uh, Raquel lifted Rhonda up on the top rope, climbs up. Rhonda locks her in the armbar on the top rope. They fall back, kind of snap. Raquel's arm, she taps. Look cool. Great idea. Charlotte's music hits. Charlotte looks great. New gear, wearing purple. Charlotte It's a big kick, spear, couple of spots. Near fall, rolls up Rhonda. One, two, three. New champ. People love, love moments like this. Remember that show when Charlotte came out and beat Ronda for the title? Yeah, I was there. People love that stuff. I don't know. We'll see where Charlotte goes with WrestleMania and who will challenge her for the title. But definitely, Road to WrestleMania, getting jump-started this year. Sammy sitting backstage with the bloodline. New story is that Roman is getting jealous of the reactions Sammy's getting. Everybody notices, except for Sammy, that Roman is annoyed. You know, a lot of people talking about Roman's opponent for WrestleMania. Penciled in plans is rock, but he's not committed yet. And that would make sense for the bloodline storyline. Apparently, there's a backup plan if Dwayne passes, but Dave Meltzer's talked about Cody Rhodes, and Cody's great. He's a star, and he deserves to win a title at WrestleMania, just not this WrestleMania. He deserves his own story of chasing the title, and I think anybody outside the bloodline is going to feel like they were inserted into the booking and I don't know. It's not Dwayne. I think it should be Sammy, but we'll talk about that later. They showed clips from Dominic Mysterio's Christmas viral video at Ray's house. New Day backstage cracking on top dollar for his botch over the top rope. Maximum Metal models, Riddick Moss and Ricochet. They all join in. Looks like Hit Row may be turning heel. Were they even baby faces? I don't know. Perium comes to the ring show a video of Gunther's conquests. Braun comes out, says he wasn't in the video, challenges him to a title match. Impromptu match, Strowman goes wild, does his train gimmick around the ring on Imperium. Gunther gets out of the way. Strowman goes to the barricade. Three on one on Braun Strowman. Gunther in the ring, puts a key lock on Braun's arm. Got his locked in real good. Nobody can break it. Ricochet makes the save with a with chair. Michael Cole mentions that Kevin Owens, 15-year-old son, Owen, is a huge John Cena fan. He's his son named Owen Owens. John Cena comes out. Crowd goes wild as expected. Cena, a little smaller maybe, but still cut. Still looks like John Cena. Little hair loss. In the back, people noticed, but I'll tell you what, John Cena's more hair than Dwayne and Hulk Hogan at the same age. Uh, Michael Cole mentions Roman has done something. Cena never did hold the title 800 days. Someday, Roman is going to be in that Babe Ruth position. But Cena and Owens win. They do Cena's spots together. Cena dumps Roman out of the ring. Kevin it's the, the stunner on Sammy, pins Sammy in Michael Cole talks about how this loss will affect the relationship between Sammy and the bloodline. We are definitely, like I said, off to the races. And as I've said before, WWE is poised to have an incredible first two quarters. Uh, You know, the road to WrestleMania, I think, is going to be legendary. I really i really do i think it's going to be one of the most memorable wrestlemanias in history and looks like they've got cody coming back they've, you know this could be a great year for wwe you really can't criticize them coming up we will talk rampage and all the aw stuff that's coming to the northwest and also why i hate year end Stand by, Jim Ballin, Wrestling Observer Live.
5: Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer.
1: 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. That's
0: 800-943-2153. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: It's Jim I got Sherman. Just joined me on the show. You can see him on the camera here. Usually he's sleeping about this time. Doesn't he doesn't come in, but Sherman's joining us today. Always welcome. Love Sherman. Rampage last night. Orange Cassidy wrestled one of his best friends, Trent. They had a competitive match. And Penelope Ford walks down to the ring. She interferes. Orange Cassidy pins Trent because of Penelope, but he doesn't see it. Trent walks out, teasing dissension. He's mad. Kip Sabian did commentary to set up a match between Cassidy and Sabian in Portland. And I got to say... Kip Sabian is kind of growing on me. It's getting He's kind of getting it together, it feels like. I thought that box gimmick on his head was kind of stupid, but hey, we all make mistakes, move on. Darby did a backstage promo for his title match in Seattle against Samoa Joan. Darby says, nobody believes in him. Turns to Sting, asks him if he believes in him. Sting says... He doesn't want him to lose the chip on his shoulder. He says you gotta stop worrying. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It only matters what Darby thinks. Then Sting yells, shut your mouth and just do it. It was really loud too. You know we've had surfer sting. We've had crow sting, joker sting. Now we have school marm sting. Wow. Goodness gracious. Uh, you know, I got to say, I don't know if Tony Khan has got enough credit for the pairing of Darby Allen and Sting. It's really helped both of them, I think. Kip Sabian, beat an enhancement talent, put on Orange Cassidy's arm pad, delivered his own orange punch, and go backstage to Preston Vance. Preston has a new name. From now on, he wants to be called Pero Peligroso, uh, no, uh, peligroso. Sorry, which is my Spanish is right. I think it's dangerous dog. Uh, can he do that? That cultural appropriation. Is he stealing from the Simpsons? I don't know. Perro uh, peligroso. So dangerous dog. For, I guess because he's anyway. I did a commercial power slap wrote to the title debuts January 11th after dynamite, obviously following the template of the ultimate fighter. It's a setup sort of like arm wrestling. They've got this stand table in between the two competitors and they take turns slapping each other sort of like hot ones, but instead of sauce, you have to withstand slapping. Be sure to sign up for my new newsletter, The Power Slap Observer. I'll also have Power Slap Fightful Select. I never get tired of that joke. Tony Schiavone talks to John Moxley in the ring. He'll be waiting for Hangman Page in Los Angeles. Jay Lathal and Jeff Jarrett got a promo. They'll challenge the acclaim this Wednesday in Seattle. Or as Jarrett said, Wednesday. Wednesday in Seattle. Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan. Layla Gray holds Kira outside the ring during the match. Red Velvet kept Jade, grabs her arm, kept Jade from slapping Kira on the outside of the ring. More tension between Jade and Red Velvet. Kira after this runs wild. Jade was in trouble, but Jade hits her finish, pins Kira. Red Velvet slowly backs up the ramp. Swerve and his... Are they proud boys? Whatever they are, I don't, they were there. Swerve beats Wheeler Yuta with a low blow and then his finish. Those guys, they. No offense, but they don't look like they belong with Swerve. He's supposed to be like a hip hop mogul, right? They look. Like they drive a pickup covered in flags and bumper stickers. And look, I'm not ex- suggesting anything about them as people. I'm sure they're nice guys. Just, I don't know, it just doesn't look like they don't match. They don't, I don't, Swerve would be with I don't people who looked cooler. I don't just, they seem more like thrash metal to me than hip hop. I'm sure there's a reason. Looks like Seattle is gonna be gonna be great. Darby and Joe, Brian Danielson, Tony Nice, the acclaim against Jarrett and Lethal, Swerve versus A.R. Fox, which is a Lucha Underground Dream Match. Got killshot versus Dante Fox. You know what's amazing? When Lucha Underground was on, it's where like 12 people watched. Nobody really talked about Lucha Underground. Now I can't explain it. Everybody talks about it. Apparently, everyone watched it. But there's some weird time-space Lucha Underground continuum. Looking forward to Portland on uh, uh, Rampage. Gonna have Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian. You know what's cool about Portland is that it's going to be in the Portland Memorial Coliseum. It's this big glass box built in, the, built in 1960, and you can tell in a good way. Don Owen ran the Coliseum a few times in the 60s and the mid-80s, and I don't think there's been wrestling in the Coliseum since WWE, probably the early 90s, because the Motor Center is the newer arena on the same site, and that's been open since, like, 95. And WWE has been running that since they've been back in Oregon since the early 2000s. So I'm excited to see pro wrestling in the Coliseum, a great old arena again. In Seattle, AEW is going to be the first pro wrestling ever at the new Climate Pledge Arena. I mean, technically, there's been wrestling inside that same structure, just not in its current incarnation it's been remodeled they they dug it out for fit more seats for hockey and things so first wrestling anybody ever at climate pledge arena i will be at both shows seattle and portland so if you see me say hi i will be masked up but that's okay you can come over and say say hey but it's going to be a great week i think new look for both shows um, and it feels like Tony Khan is going young right now. Feels like he's, you know, gonna develop young talent while WWE is doing the road to WrestleMania. I could be wrong, but that's kind of what it feels like. And a lot of no, no a lot of shows this time of year do year-end awards. I'm not, generally speaking, not picking anyone out pointing fingers but not the biggest fan of those because they tend to favor things that happened later in the year sort of like the oscars you know who last year predicted the year Sami Zayn would be having nobody right now ricky starks is on a roll a lot of people predicting ricky starks will have a great year and i hope i hope he does but history shows the person is hot in He's really hot by the end of the year. But it's like these people are not predicting things. They're just looking at things that are happening right now and going, that'll carry over to the year. You really can't predict. You can get lucky, but you don't know. And the other thing is that, I don't know, everyone does it. Sports Illustrated, named Seth Rollins, it's a wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Seth's a great, great wrestler. Obviously, the company relies on him to put on consistently great performances. And unlike Roman, Seth has had to find his niche in WWE. His Joel Schumacher Batman villain act has added a little more depth, a little more nuance this year. I don't know. Personally, for me, I think the wrestler of the year is the person who affected business. They draw on top. And Seth, I don't think was in enough main event positions to justify being wrestler of the year. I mean, just that three-way match you just had, amazing. And you can put Seth in any position and he's always going to do great. You can, Seth is reliable. You know, but here's the thing. Seth left WWE. Would the company lose money? He's a valuable part of the show, but he's just part of the show. What does Wrestler of the Year even be? Some people, it's whoever had the best matches. Some people, it was whoever was most entertaining. Who drew the most money? Who had the most impact on the business? You know, CM Punk drew money in ratings to a degree. And there was the media scrum and the backstage incident that obviously had an effect on AEW's momentum and public perception, probably cost AEW money. If you look at the influence Good and bad. Maybe give it to Punk. But look, year-end awards are supposed to be positive, so we'll be positive about the year-end coming up next. Jim Dallas, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: Ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number. 800-634-0482. 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482.
0: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Jim Wrestling Observer Live, talking about who was the wrestler of 2022. You know, John Moxley has been one of the most unselfish top guys ever. He was the glue that held AEW together in the ring this year. And he has a passion that comes through in everything he does. But it feels like he was kind of hurt again by the whole punk thing and the booking there, you know, but again, unselfish did what he needed to do. Like a trooper, a lot of respect for John Moxley. Will Ospreay. Great matches. Wasn't really though in the top spot in new Japan. He was one of them, but not the guy I expect. He could be the guy in 2023. Kata and Jay White were excellent, as always. But it felt like they never really had a lot of, a lot of buzz this year. Maybe take them for granted. Don't know. Sherry, she was on top in stardom. They had a great year. Roman, top slot in the business. He's a great performer. No question. But does he draw? It's hard to say. He seems to a degree... But he's not like a super, super draw. Roman has been champion all year. WWE obviously committed to the bloodline storyline. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. or He's not worthy. But WWE put him in that spot. Creative has the vision. And they're committed. They're riding this thing out. He's locked. He's locked in. Roman would have to do something pretty awful for him to lose the title before they want to finish up this story. And on one hand, I give WWE credit for having the discipline to keep Roman strong and keep the bloodline story going until a natural conclusion. On the other hand, it would be boring AF if it was just Roman and the Usos snarling and winning. The Usos are a great team, but it's not like that Uso penitentiary was catching fire. You know, the addition of Sami Zayn has brought depth, humanity, little light comedy, things desperately needed into the bloodline story. And Sami has brought out new facets of the Usos and Romans personality. He's brought intrigue, you know, when Sammy first came in, it just seemed almost like a demotion. Like he'd be just a, just a stooge. And he's turned that role into so much more than anyone could have predicted. How many people could do that? How many people would take this opportunity even, and then turn it into gold. And I think if it wasn't for Sammy, people would have grown tired. And turn sour. On the bloodline. And because of his. Incredible instincts. And his effect. On the top faction. And story. In wrestling. And his ability. To bring out the best. In Roman. Bring out the best. In the Usos. They're doing things they've never. Done before. And that's. That's what great performers do. They don't bury people, they raise, raise them up. And then we'd be remiss, not to mention his incredible work in the jackass match at WrestleMania. He didn't just have one celebrity to guide through a match. He had a whole cast of, insula- of uh, inexperienced wrestlers in the ring. And he directed traffic and kept that thing together beautifully when it could have gone off the rails. I mean, only a very skilled wrestler could do that. So because of that, Sammy Zayn was my wrestler of the year. Match of the year. Look, you can't go wrong with anything by Will Osprey or O'Connor. One thing I will say, I never like it when a match from the G1 wins, unless it's like in the finals. To me, a match of the year has to mean something. It can't just be an awesome match that was in the tournament. And, like, what about Mike Bailey? That guy puts on a five-star match. Like, he needs sleep, practically. Every day, five-star match, five-star match. I don't know. For me, I think Cody and Seth on the Hell in a Cell. It really showed the beauty of working and selling. You can have all the spectacular moves you want and do all of these amazing athletic things. But these guys showed that you can slow down and tell a story. It was masterful. You know, it would have been amazing for Cody just to get through the match with that torn pack, let alone have a masterpiece. Come on. I think it speaks to the talent and intelligence of both Cody Cody and Seth. You know, looking at trends of the year, slow booking made a comeback. Tony Khan been doing it for a couple of years. Triple H now doing it. It's a positive. For me, the theme of the year, secret discussions, even more than usual. A lot of things, a lot of machinations backstage led to things. Vince retiring, the punk situation, wrestlers wanting out of their contracts, Andrade, Ali, Miro, William Regal. I don't know. Sure feels like there's a lot of communications that are taking place that may not be contractually allowed you know what i'm saying a lot of discussion seems happen behind the scenes that have affected business more than usual so that's my theme of the year and i do have this wish as we in 2023 that we leave the discussion of ratings to people like dave meltzer and brandon thurston look ratings go up and down based on booking outside factors football holidays The Monday Night War was over 20 years ago. And look, unless there's negotiations for a TV deal, ratings each week, unless there's some trend, some catastrophic trend, they really don't matter. And I'm so tired of people comparing ratings in today's fractured media landscape to ratings in the peak. Of cable television. Look, reporters, analysts, fine. Talk about ratings. But anyone else? Shut up. Just just enjoy the show. I need Sting to come in
0: here and tell people
2: that. Well, look. It's New Year's. The ball will drop tonight at midnight. People around the world gather together, sing "Old Lang Syne. Phrase meant to evoke feelings of nostalgia, especially memories of good times with uh, friends. And I spent a lot of time on the show spotlighting what's wrong in wrestling. And we should take some time to realize how lucky we are as fans. You know, there once was a time when snarling made you a bad guy and smiling automatically made you a good guy. Today we're lucky enough to see subtle, more multifaceted performances like Sammy Zayn this year. He understands his character 100%, and that's why he's able to elicit the reactions that he does. There was a time when TV wrestling on TV was nothing but squash matches. When two stars faced each other, it was always an angle. Never saw a conclusive finish today. We get great matches with conclusive finishes. Gunther and Ricochet, the elite versus the death triangle. There was a time when wrestlers were on the road, 300 days a year. That led to unhealthy habits, lifestyles needed to maintain the schedule. Today, wrestlers have the closest thing they've ever had to a work life balance. Hopefully longer, healthier, and happier lives. There was a time when you had one hour of wrestling on Mondays and maybe two hours Saturdays. Every other wrestling show was on at like two in the morning. Today there's wrestling in prime time, frankly, every day of the week, not to mention streaming on demand. now you can watch virtually any match from around the world with uh, just a few keystrokes. You know, there was a time when promoters did what they wanted, regardless of fan reaction. If you don't like it, too bad. Or maybe, here, here's more of it then. Today, I think promotions are more in tune with the audience and the sensibilities. Uh, They may not listen all of the time, but I think they listen more. It's a time when wrestling audio was rare mail away for cassette tapes, maybe an hour of wrestling talk a week on the radio if you lived in a big city and then it was on at like two AM and today everybody's got a podcast you can download from legends to current champions to to schmucks like me. So we're even even on video. I don't maybe that's not such that a good thing. And look if you look back on the year in wrestling from the clash at the castle to the media scrum that shall not be discussed. Look, things are things are pretty great right now and I think they promise to get they promise to get even better. I mean the road to WrestleMania it's on the way. Maybe John Cena will be there. Charlotte is back. We'll see more returns. As time goes on, we'll see more surprises. We'll see surprises and cameo appearances at at the Royal Rumble. You know, will it be Rock at WrestleMania? Maybe. Will it be Stone Cold at WrestleMania? Regardless, it seems like Triple H and WWE are doing everything they can to make it a legendary WrestleMania. And meanwhile, AEW will have a new look on TV and it appears, to me anyway, that they're building young talent and helps that some new faces will catch fire by the time WrestleMania season ends and April or May rolls around. New Japan set up. They always have a great year and I think they will with Osprey on top and stardom. Sasha Banks comes back and wrestles. Look, stardom has had incredible growth. They've got great wrestling. They've got stars who look like stars, who I think people can gravitate to. Will Sasha Banks be that spotlight to make stardom really catch fire in the United States in the coming year I mean we'll see as great as this year was there's a chance that 2023 might be even better so happy new year everybody Jim Valley Wrestling Observer Live
5: Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer.
1: 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. That's
0: 800-943-2153. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling
2: Observer Live. Hey, you know who else had a great year? Me. You know, I want to thank everybody. Um, you know, we've talked about everything. All my old stuff have been in 2020. And hopefully in 2020. 23, I'll get a new kidney. But, you know, my voice, because I was intubated on the ventilator, um, it affected my vocal cords. And, you know, earlier I went to Brian. And I said, Brian, look, I know I don't sound great. If you don't want me on the air doing a show, just tell me. No hard feelings. And I meant it. And Brian was like, Jimmy, you sound Pretty close to what you used to sound. It's like, really? Are you sure? So we did. So, with Brian's blessing, um, I came back. And, you know, I know that initially the voice wasn't great. It's was taking more practice, breathing exercises, moving the mic around to make it sound as good as possible. Um, but I think it sounds okay now, it's not bad. I mean, I never had a great voice. I was more of a personality guy. And I think I deliver content just, you know, and I'm sure some people initially turned off and I'm sorry about that. And I guess that's what I'm saying is that I appreciate you for listening or watching. And I appreciate you guys for, for being there. Um, you know, I try to make it orally is in your ear uh, pleasing as possible, but it is, it is what it is. But I thank you for, for, uh, for putting up with it. So, here's to 2023. Here's to a uh, new kidney for me. Here's to happiness for you and, uh, more great wrestling for the rest. Be safe tonight. Have a great time. And, uh, If you hook up with somebody, uh, let them down easy. On the first, okay? It's Jim Valley, wrestling himself.